I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is Important Not Important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter and my conversations with the world's smartest people every single week. You can find the email version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com newsletter or in your show notes. It's November 4th, 2022. Here's the week summarized. What they're not teaching in middle school. What's next for COVID treatments? Will you eat lab-grown meat? The future without RSV might be within reach, and an AI didn't write this, but it could have. In climate change news, more than 40 states have adopted middle school science standards that include just one reference to climate change. Texas, the fracking and wind capital of the U.S., features just three bullet points, and Florida, still reeling from Ian, has none. From the New York Times, around half of middle school science teachers either don't cover the subject or spend less than two hours a year on it, according to a survey by the National Center for Science Education. Here's the context. Today's middle schoolers were born in, at earliest, 2009, kill me, they have more access to more information and misinformation and disinformation than any children that have ever lived in this galaxy or any others, as far as we know. And further, they have and continue to grow up in a world that is more connected and complicated, measurably hotter, and in some places drier than any generation before them. Climate change touches everything. Middle school is the perfect opportunity to help students understand and ground their lived experiences in a robust whole-of-curriculum science social, artistic, and economic education that prepares them to not only live in a rapidly changing world, but to imagine and build a new one. Our expected future is both narrower now and more nuanced than ever before. Today and tomorrow mean mega droughts, fewer forests, wildly cheap solar energy, offshore wind and electric cars, and hopefully far fewer cars, cities filled with bike lanes and fruit trees, diets more in tune with how our bodies and planet flourish, workplaces filled with employees that understand sustainability, that track their emissions, their plastic use, and their water use, who use packaging made out of seaweed, who make solar inverters in our reddest states, who make solar microgrids for countries that have for so long run on diesel, who make satellites to track methane leaks in real time. These students deserve to know not only what's coming, but what they can make of it. Here's what we can do. Teachers can't teach without understanding the material. Check out Climb Time and the Clean Project for free vetted resources for educators from grades K through 12. In COVID news, despite a deluge of more evasive subvariants, COVID deaths remain flat at 300 to 500 Americans a day. I wrote about what that means a few weeks ago, but the implications are relatively straightforward. Antiviral drugs should hold the line, but continued immune evasiveness from increasingly divergent subvariants paired with a low booster uptake means more people susceptible to symptomatic infection and thus to long COVID. Our antibodies could continue to become less effective and our monoclonal antibody treatments even more so, specifically Evusheld, our most vital firewall for immunocompromised people. But why? From the Atlantic, monoclonal antibodies work their magic by glomming so tightly onto SARS-CoV-2's surface that the virus can't dock onto our cells. Their grip is ultra-precise, enough so that it can be nullified by just one viral mutation in exactly the right spot. That's the problem. Look, we're going to be playing from behind for as long as we choose not to take care of one another first. As always, it's up to us. And to note, a new, diverse, multidisciplinary panel of 386 academic, health, non-governmental organization, government, and other experts in COVID-19 response from 112 countries and territories 
Agree. Here's what we can do. Bring everyone you know to get their bivalent boosters. Bring masks back. They also help defend against the flu and RSV2. And improve your air quality wherever you can. In food and water news, cell-cultured or lab-grown or cultured or cultivated meat is just around the corner still. But will you eat it? Meat is a systemic problem ripe for multi-solving. From your microbiome to diet, crops, water, fertilizer, emissions, antibiotics, land use, deforestation, and much more. All of which are reasons why so much is riding on not only these plant-based burgers and nuggets and sausage and now steak too, but also meat cultivated directly from animal cells. Here's what's on the line. Over 100 companies and hundreds of billions of dollars have been thrown at bringing cultivated meat to market in an attempt to most literally replicate the real thing in taste and texture. And drastically reduce the impacts from all the stuff we just talked about above. It's still a long way off, I think, but I'm all for it. As discussed last week, veggie-forward options and look-alikes like Beyond or Impossible or whatever can only convert so many folks. An 80-20 option that could improve outcomes everywhere requires an alternative that will convert even the most die-hard meat eaters. Here's what we can do. Our friends at Climate Tech VC put together a free deep dive on methane emissions from cows. Read it and get up to speed. Now for a quick PSA. INI is 100% independent and mostly reader-supported. The newsletter is free to all, but to support our work, connect with other shit-givers, and attend exclusive monthly live events, please consider becoming a paid member. Visit importantnotimportant.com membership to become a member today. Back to the news. In health and bio news, well, respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, cases among small children have swamped hospitals across the country. But a collection of vaccines and clinical trials may make this winter one of the last to be quite so rough. Here's the reality. Over the past few COVID years, isolation and then distancing and a hell of a lot of hand washing and masks made it difficult for typical childhood diseases to get at little kids, which also means many young kids have simply never been exposed to these viruses. And now, with social defenses mostly non-existent, the game has changed for their tiny little lungs. Some ERs are turning kids away and others are, yeah, building tents in the parking lot. Look, sure, in most years, American childhood RSVD deaths are only in the hundreds. But one, death tolls are dramatically worse in low-income countries. And two, 50,000 American kids are hospitalized with it every year. I don't have to tell you the impacts of a hospital stay are, shall we say, comprehensive in the U.S., from missed work to outrageous bills. But there's still no safety net. Some 150 to 200,000 American kids lost a parent or a caregiver to COVID. There's no mandatory paid leave in America. The nursing ranks are thin at best, and childcare, if you can afford it, is being taken over by private equity. But help is coming. Vaccines for everyone, from pregnant people, babies, and adults for RSV, are faring better than ever in clinical trials, and they could be available as early as next fall. Hell yeah. Here's what we can do. Join our friends at Pod Save America to call, text, knock on doors, and vote for people who will fight for the 75% of Americans who don't have access to paid leave through an employer. In computer news, every week I plan to write something about generative AI, and every week the landscape completely changes before I can get the words down on paper or your YouTube screen. Here's the deal. First, there was GPT-2 for text, then GPT-3 to write better text. And then Dolly for images. GitHub Copilot, Dolly 2, Midjourney, Stable Diffusion, Jasper. And look, the point is there's no putting it back in the bottle now. For years, AI has had a questionably useful impact on business, industry, and also mostly consumers, from radiology to Siri and Alexa. 
everyday progress kind of plateaued, with most users never moving on from using the power of massive data sets and black box algorithm to sometimes successfully set kitchen timers. Meanwhile, businesses and governments brought historical biases and blind spots to new algorithms for mortgage applications and predictive policing. But now, suddenly, AI can write your marketing copy. It can design bold new images where once there were none, or build for free, unfortunately, on the work of legendary artists to make something entirely new, but so familiar, to make self-portraits, to make videos from still images or just from text, all of which raises questions like, how the hell are we going to write in 2030 and do so ethically? Do we even know how this shit works? The answer is mostly no. I'm thinking about this a lot, but again, the landscape changes more every day. If touchscreen iPhones made our parents feel old, the next few years of AI may obliterate anything recognizable content-wise. Here's what we can do. Get informed. Check out Bleeding Edge AI for a cool timeline for developments as they happen, and or Ben's Bytes, a free digestible pithy email update with all things generative AI. Finally, here's 10 things from my notebook. Number one, why the hell does swearing feel so good? Number two, the FDA finally goes after racist pulse oximeters. Number three, the $10 a day TikTok content moderators are in trouble. Number four, how do we scale plant-based plastics? Number five, Volkswagen held off on faster EV charging and now they're paying the price. Number six, the dream of unhackable voting machine is close. Number seven, why Alaska's so damn complicated. Number eight, from our friends at Climate Town, the news media is selling you out. Number nine, are we prepared for the next wave of biotech? Number 10, uh, is Mauna Loa going to go boom boom? Look, that's the news for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's news and tips straight to your feed. To go deeper, visit importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.